0: Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections. Have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on Kitcaster.com/miro. K I T C A S T E R dot C O M slash M I r-r-o-r the link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode thank you don't forget to follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify or google podcast or whatever platform you listen to this on thank you hello and welcome to mirror talk podcast your moment of greatness starts now Today's guest is a technology executive with over 25 years of experience providing leadership, development, and implementing strategic processes and deploying new products to streamlining services and improve growth in lead generation and sales in the fields of recruiting, finance, technology, marketing, and mortgage lending. He's the CEO of Bodze and he is a startup investor an author and a board of advisors member. Welcome to the show, Martin. How are you doing?
1: Thank you, thank you, Toby. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Just staying busy and productive. How are you doing, Toby? <laughs> that's awesome.
0: I'm doing. I'm doing good. Thank you so much. I'm so awesome. excited to be here with you today, and I wanted to just ensure that I introduce you properly with all your amazing work that you've done so far. That's, <laughs> that's really impressive. It's really great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. Um can you tell me about yourself can you share the story of how you moved to the US from Poland without any command of English language
1: <laughs> Absolutely uh it's in my book too but I, I'll 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 go over it a little bit here So obviously I lived in Poland um neighboring you you're from Germany Yeah So not 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 too far from you um I left Poland. My mom took me and uh, just wanted a better life for me. So we left when I was about uh, just a little bit. And I was 10 years old, but I wouldn't say 10 and a half, but getting close to that. Um, And we traveled to through actually Italy before getting to U.S. So we spent about, I think, about eight months in Italy, which was an awesome experience for me uh, Mm -hmm. coming from a obviously from a, at that time, a communist country, um, and just getting to Italy was a rude awakening for me. Um, and obviously getting from there to Poland was just, uh, I'm I'm sorry, from there to us was actually just the, you know, yet another level of, uh, of awakening of seeing what's possible. Um, you know, all the things you watch on TV as a kid, on my little black and white TV in Poland. Um, and all of a sudden it's all in full color, uh, mm. right in front of me. And, um, you know, you, you, you heard about all the freedom and, and all the things that are so wonderful about us and having the ability to come here was just, uh, just a great opportunity. And my struggles were, were pretty, pretty real. Um, I definitely came here with, uh, speaking no English at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn a little bit of Italian while being in uh, in Italy for eight months, but I would call it a broken Italian, but that didn't even help me. It's not like I knew anybody when I came to U.S. that spoke Italian. So um, mm-hmm. my focus literally right off the bat was to learn the language. Um, and uh, the good thing is I was pretty good at math. And in Poland, we were a little bit of ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to focus on math. Uh, so I just really focused first two years on learning the language. So um, eventually figured it out and was able to communicate. And, uh, and here I am
0: all these years later. Yes, so if, if I'm, <laughs> at, at what age were you when you, you know, uh, moved, when your mother took you to Italy then to the US?
1: Yeah, so I was around 10, um, so by the time I got into US, I, I think I just turned
0: eleven. Oh, and how, how was it yeah. like for you integrating into the system, into you know, a new culture <laughs> in, in America? How was it like for you? A different it, language. It was, <laughs> yeah.
1: it was hard. Um yeah. it was actually really hard because in middle school, um, I, I don't think they're as hard in middle school. It, it's different, you know, with social media. A lot of the bullying right now takes place on social media obviously but back then the bullying was in your face. Um and I got, I got bullied. Um I got picked on, I got made fun of for not speaking the language. Um there was very few kids that, you know, took pity on me and and were uplifting. Um none of that really happened until high school. But by that time I was really uh the kind of walls went up and I was really shy. Um, and I didn't really open up, um, and became outgoing until I got to college where actually having an accent was accepted and cool, you know, Mm -hmm. college kids were like, Oh, you're from another country. That's awesome. And they wanted to learn about it. They wanted to know about it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it kind of, what, what kind of closed me in actually became an asset to me
0: and, uh, and it was awesome. So. Yeah, yeah, and were there like some things that you know helped you to pull through from the age of eleven, you know, from being bullied up to the time when <laughs> you were in college that yeah, you became accepted for your accent and everything. Yeah, so
1: I, I think you know I I never looked at it as a negative experience. I, I know it was a negative experience. I wasn't I wasn't playing dumb or or pretending it wasn't. Um, but I just looked at it as as a growth factor. You know, what I can learn from it. Um, I definitely didn't want to become a bully myself at any age or at any point in my life. Um, we actually had a foreign exchange student, uh, in Poland. Mm-hmm. So I saw it from that side and actually became one of his closer friends. So I, I did struggle a little bit of not understanding why, you know, I couldn't be accepted or anything like that, but you know, what? It, it just became part of life. and And as I later got accepted and, you know, when I was in college, I joined a fraternity, um, made, you know, brotherhood friends forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really opened up my eyes to, you know, knowing that that I was right, that, you know, not just it was just a temporary experience that I had to go through and grow through. And and I think, uh, you know, I look at it as a positive experience of just growth. It just was what it was. Yeah. I like that.
0: Like the, <laughs> the opportunity as, as a chance to grow, to learn, yeah. to expose yourself to new things. Absolutely.
1: And Hey, I got a, I got a funny story for you. So, uh, I think it was on my first day of school. Um, when, uh, when we got to the country, obviously I packed up when I was 10, I had a growth spur. So obviously I got a lot taller, so my clothes didn't fit. So my mom picked up some jeans, um, and, uh, I didn't realize this. I went, wore, wore the jeans to school, mm-hmm. come to find out there were, uh, chick jeans, which are chick, you know, <laughs> jeans for girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I always, I always laugh and say, you know, these days, if you wear like, you know, really skinny jeans or tight jeans, it's okay. It's, you know, you're just, that's not a big deal. Back in the eighties, it was definitely a shocker. So I always laugh and say, I think I was a, the true original trendsetter
0: (laughs) that's possible (laughs) that's very possible yeah so um earlier i was introducing you and talking about your company you are the ceo of of your company um i I don't know if i missed the name or messed up the name already it's okay (laughs) (laughs) well can can you tell me about the company and the awesome work that you do there
1: yeah so um board like you said, board C or board's eye uh you know some people say tomato, some people say tomato uh, either way it's it's still the same company, so yeah we um we basically have the ability and and this is part of my passion, you know I've always loved and enjoyed being a consultant and helping companies and seeing the change happen and the growth uh it's been incredible, but obviously, as one person, I can only do so much so. Part of uh, part of being uh, passionate about Boards Eye and being part of uh, you know a co-founder of the of the me and the, my partners, part of the passion is so huge for me because it really spreads my love and my passion for helping businesses grow mm-hmm. in a very rapid and a very big way. You know, we we blanket a huge spread because we work with so many different companies and yet, you know, we have this database of these amazing executives that we can just simply connect with these companies that, and these executives are, you know, sometimes just the perfect match. Mm -hmm. And then hearing back from the companies, how they're thankful and so happy that this happened, you know, they're experiencing the best growth, you know, since the advisor came on board or the board member came on board that just makes you feel good and you know you're doing the right thing so that puts a smile on my face every morning every time i wake up and you know ready to attack the day and see how we can even improve the processes more on a daily basis and kind of keeps my
0: creativity going yes yes that's that's a wonderful um you know mission to have for a company That's that's really great and you, that's why I think you're referred to as the, the corporate matchmaker, right? And yes, uh, your book and your journal are also with this title. So, what, what was the inspiration behind your book and the journal that comes with it?
1: Yeah, so obviously, you know, we, we've been at this business for a few years now. Um, we've learned a lot along the way, we've made our processes better. Um, we have obviously, you know, without reading, and without doing, um, without uh, outside of all the reading that we've done and all the research that we've done, we actually have hands-on experience working with companies, working with executives, mm-hmm. understanding how it all works. And it was just the right time to put it all on paper and write this book. And with the goal that, you know, uh, we're, we're hoping that this book, I'm hoping that this book gets picked up by both sides, you know, not, not just the CEO of a company that's curious about how a board of advisors can help him, how building a board of directors can really help structure the company, whether it's a startup or a publicly traded company or, or a company somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. it's always good to build a team uh, of success entrepreneurs or successful Uh, corporate people that have been there have done that and they can now guide you along the way and it's just not for just those people but it's also for the actual executive to give them a better understanding of like you know making sure that their mission and vision and values line up with the company Mm -hmm. you know we're trying to create long-term relationships not a two-month consulting job, but we're hoping that, you know, if a company puts together a board of advisors, some of those board of of advisors members will actually become board of directors and Mm -hmm. stay with a company till the end. So Mm -hmm. we're really trying to align a lot of different things. And it's, the book is written for both sides. It's written for people that are looking to build a board and it's written for the executives that are looking to be on the board. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's uh, you know, it's an easy read, uh, not over-technical, um, it just really uh, explains the, the the need for the executive and for the company to basically find an executive.
0: Yes, yes. And I also find it very interesting for someone like me or someone out there who is looking forward to becoming an executive one day or to be on the board of directors or advisor one day to have an insight or have an, an understanding for the processes that, you know, takes place. in Absolutely. In the yeah absolutely yes yeah, that, that's that's great um but, but can you tell me about you know some of the challenges that surface when a perfect team is to be assembled in a company what are some challenges that occur
1: i mean there's always challenges you know right now the big challenge in u.s is and of course you know the government came down and and they they basically talk about diversity and the need for diversity on boards and and there are a lot of companies that are taking that serious and and they're actually going out there and, and you know, looking and recruiting for diversity board members. Um, and I talk about this in the book as well, but it's, to me, it's a little bit of, you know, sadness that it took the government to actually come down and say, Hey, you know, we're going to start finding you if you don't have diversity on your board. And then the companies are finally out there looking for diversity. And <clears throat> I think there's been a big miss because diversity is actually a great thing, you know, and, and it can be diversity at any level, whether it's, uh, race or sex. Uh, I mean, you can even have age diversity, you can have diversity of, uh, where a person came from and the experience they had, you know, you have the, my experience, for example, right. Coming from a communist country, I'm going to look at a problem uh, totally differently than somebody that's been raised with a lot of money and, you know, or as they call it a silver spoon, right? So different ideas, different concepts. And I think if you bring people together, uh, with a lot of diversity, you might get some pushback from one person or the other about the ideas or the strategy to grow a company. But I think at the end of the day, if everybody on the board is open-minded if their mission and vision and values all line up, that pushback, that discussion that you're going to get is actually going to be a positive one because you're going to end up bringing a bunch of different ideas and most likely come, come back with an idea that's a hybrid of it all,
0: that's, that's going to be good, doing great for the company. Yes, yes. And um, what's the best way for an individual to prepare his or herself, you know, to take up? Um, a board or advisory position? Like what am I supposed to do for myself to prepare myself for such an executive position?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I think uh, everybody needs to you know, be aware of, obviously, is there's the board of advisors and board of directors, right? So um, what you need to do is if you're an executive and if you're not an executive and you're leading towards wanting to be eventually a CEO, or COO or some kind of a C-suite position, mm-hmm. then obviously you got to follow those steps and get to that level. Now, once you get there, just like with getting promoted at a job, you got to excel. You know, you you got your your experience, you got your expertise, and then you got your skill sets. And then that might depend on what industry you're in, um, but all those things combined together are very very important. Um, and I always say, you know, you also have to have grit. You got, you got it. You you can't give up. So, um, but on top of all that, if you really want to excel and be on a board of directors, uh, then you really got to go after some certification. Mm-hmm. And of course, most people, when they hear certification, you know, and they've reached that level of, I'm an executive. I've been an executive for all these years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go and Education, because that's all people get, right? Certification means I got to go do education and then I got to get a certification and I got to renew my certification. Um, But it is necessary. You know, certification is is basically proof of knowledge. You know, it's it's a way. And if you want to be on a board, then there are many, many courses out there where you can get specific certifications. And that really just shows that you're dedicated to now taking that next step in your corporate life of being on a board and you're serious about it because you actually went out and got the certification and are you ready to be on a board of directors Uh, board of advisors obviously experience expertise is a lot you know very important Uh, certifications not necessary uh it it can always help Uh, but yeah i would say definitely certification and continued education is definitely uh, another
0: step that anybody can take. So, want to keep on keep on learning, keep on growing. Um, in once, never stop. Wow, <laughs>
1: <laughs> never stop.
0: So, I, I can't say okay, I've gotten to this position in my job, I cannot relax and learn no, learn no more and do nothing else. <laughs> exactly. No, don't stop. <laughs> wow, don't so ever stop learning. You are, you as are the CEO of of Butter. you keep on learning yes. too. And keep, wow, wow, and that's why you have to go for seminars also, like you you said before we started recording. Yeah, yeah, yep. Wow, that, that's... Absolutely. So, um, like, from your, from your book, you, you have, like, some, you know, you know, some unique and some proven strategies that you cultivated for a functioning and effective boardroom from your own personal, you know, experience. You have 25 years yeah. of experience with this. Are there some of these, um, you know, strategies that you could, um, you know, share with us here from the book?
1: Well, I'd have to read the whole book. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, there, there's, you know... Yeah. There's the, you know, I, like I already mentioned mission, vision, values. I, I covered that. We talk about diversity a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we kind of open up um, some people wonder like, you know, well, can I be on, you know, 20 different boards of companies? Cause you know, they, they heard this rumor that it's so easy to be on a board and you just get paid. You know, and, and it's not, you know, you, you have to bring value to that company being on a board or else you shouldn't be on a board. And it does require a certain amount of time and dedication. So if you can't and you don't have the time, uh, then you should definitely not be serving on a board. Um, so we, we I go over that in the book as well. Uh, talk about the time, dedication, uh, being on a board of advisors is a little bit less time uh and less less dedication. But again, if you want to be a great uh advisor, then you gotta you gotta bring some some time to the table. So if you're a busy executive and you're not retired yet and you're working overtime all the time, you know it might not be a great idea to be on a board if you can't really dedicate time and, and bring value into the company. But most executives uh, I would say easily can serve, even if they're working full time, they can easily serve on uh, at least one board of directors, um, probably a couple of different board of advisors. I'm, you know, I consider myself pretty uh, busy and productive with my company and I'm sitting on three different company boards uh, mm-hmm. as an advisor. And um, you know, one of the companies is just one quarterly meeting uh, another company I have a meeting once per month. So it's not, you know nothing I can't set time aside, but uh, so it's it's doable, but uh, again, if you can't make those meetings and it becomes consistent where you can't make those meetings, then you gotta really reevaluate
0: where you stand. yeah so for that one has, one is to dedicate time and also knowledge, enough knowledge you have to have um, enough um, expertise in that field that you're providing um, advice on yeah absolutely be an expert yes yes so um yeah so how can I prepare myself for a leadership position for example like I'm I'm a novice now for example and I want to prepare myself for that position how can I prepare myself for a leadership position and and what can I do to be a good leader
1: so one of the things that uh, uh it's funny that you're asking me this but um just because I've been asked actually like, I think four times now, uh, yeah. and it's not in interviews. It's just people that I know that are, uh, looking for help and looking for the next level of the leadership. Mm-hmm. My biggest suggestion is, uh, become self taught. So don't, don't just rely on education. Um, I'm not quite sure if, you know, me going to college was really what gave me leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and this is long, long time ago, about 20. Okay. I'm going to age myself here, but about 25 years ago. So half of my life ago, uh, I met an executive, um, that I looked up to. I mean, he was very successful. Um, and he was from the corporate world. Um, I was not, um, but the knowledge that he gave me was in paper books Mm -hmm. just like i'm writing a book right now um Mm -hmm. and he handed me i think it was like five different books and of course my first reaction was great more education Mm -hmm. i gotta read again i've done so much reading in college now i gotta start reading again Mm -hmm. um but i listened to him and i read the books and um and i got hooked Uh, i love the books um and there were books written by napoleon hill Mm-hmm. you know, think and grow rich. Um, and I really feel from my personal, uh, from my personal experience, I feel like that's really where I grew as far as the leadership goes is just from reading those books. And I didn't just read it one time. I read them again and again, you know, they're some of the books are falling apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're highlighted everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, and it's, it wasn't just Napoleon Hill. Another great author that I picked up on was Agmandino. Most people haven't heard of him. I think after reading a bunch of those different books from different authors, I really started seeing that there is a common niche, a common factor there. And one of the things that uh, the first time that I, you know, kind of learned about a board of advisors or board of directors or having that core group was actually in those books, you know, uh, Napoleon Hill calls it a mastermind group. Um, and in other words, or today's words, you know, it's board of advisors That's your mastermind group. That's the group that you rely on for, for help when needed or, or strategies when needed, or, you know, day-to-day running your business. So, um, so I learned that a long, long time ago. And, uh, you know, when we really got going with this business was like, you know, just right away reminding me of, of the mastermind uh, group uh, that he talks about all the time. But I would say, yeah, just again, don't ever stop learning, pick up the books. There are many books that talk about leadership and it's really, you just have to find it within you, uh, Mm -hmm. to find that character and that leadership character and really bring it out. Um, you know, some, some people say I was a born, not me, but some people say I was a born leader. You know, that's what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as, as life moves on, you, you learn, whether it's from reading books or from experience or from working with other people, you learn the, the good ways to be a leader. you learn, Oh man, I don't want to do that. You know, when you see quote unquote bad leadership, mm-hmm. um, I also, you know, coached my kids soccer for, um, for 15 years. Um, you know, that, that gave me a lot of leadership, uh, coachable, you know, finding ways to coach kids, you know, and it was from age group of five up until, you know, my kids graduate high school at 18. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, you know, coaching kids at five is very different than coaching a kid at 18. So, Mm -hmm. um, you definitely grow with your kids and you meet different kids every year and, you know, different challenges of how do I coach this kid to do, um, X, Y, Z, you know, how do I, and that pours right into work. And I, I saw that happen too. So, um, you know, the, the first time I was on a board was on a board of a, of a, um, of a sport, basically a sport. It was, uh, I was on a board of a rugby, um, mm-hmm. rugby team. So it, uh, again, I didn't even realize what I was doing, that I was actually on the board and it was nonprofits. Obviously I didn't get paid, but I got the experience. So mm-hmm. I think getting your leadership, uh, nonprofits are a great way to start. You know you you can they're always looking for help uh there's plenty of them out there um but yeah you can definitely learn a lot and uh, just surround yourself with the right
0: people so i have to surround surround myself with the right people i have to keep on learning keep on reading books and don't ever stop (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's that's one that's one that's one thing i've learned from this episode already don't stop learning no stop no matter absolutely. how high you've gotten in life, you you keep on learning to till, till the yeah. end of your days, yeah yeah, and also you have to gather experiences from people or from from occasions, like you said, you were doing some non, um, some voluntary um, you know, coach, um, coaching or something, and you were able to get some you uh, learn a lot yeah, yeah you absolutely. From, the, from experiences so I, I would love to tap some knowledge from your um, expertise in the field of recruiting. Um, I know you also deal with re- re- recruiting, also. Um, yeah. Yes. So, can you tell me some criteria that um, companies make use of to determine if a candidate is the right person for a job or a particular position in a company?
1: Yeah. So, it's a little obviously uh, in our recruiting side, it's a little bit different than you know hiring somebody for a full-time job. So they look a little bit differently at a person and. Um, they're very focused on the skill Uh, sometimes it could be industry specific. Uh, sometimes that is really important. Um, a lot of times it's very, very like, for example, when we work with a pharmaceutical company, um, obviously they are in need of a board member that has pharmaceutical experience. That's like super important, but sometimes the industries can actually cross over. So really depending on who they're looking for and when we're doing our matching, we bring as many candidates as we can, just to give them options. But I think, um, I think a lot of the companies basically really look and make sure that this, uh, advisor or board member can actually be in sync with their current board. You know, and that's very important. You, you don't want to bring somebody, um, own just because you know they might have the greatest experience and expertise and and they might look great on paper Mm. but if they're coming in and maybe their ego is just big and they they just over talk everybody and you know they they kind of want to stand out and be like no my idea is the greatest idea ever you have (laughs) to do it this way Mm. that's most likely not a person that would work with a team because this is a team effort. You're, you know, we're bringing on people to a board. We're not bringing on a new CEO that's going to run the company. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a, this is not a management position. This is a leadership position. And as a leader, you need to take a step back and reevaluate and understand that there's a whole team uh, of these types of leaders. So um, I, I think they, they interview slightly differently and look for certain things. And sometimes it can be very specific. You know, they're looking for a very specific uh, candidate. That uh, maybe it's a person that um, that needs to open up doors and lead them to funding. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're going to look at that person and be like, "Okay, where? What does your network look like, and who can you introduce us to?" So mm-hmm. um, it, it is a little bit different
0: than hiring for a full time position. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when I like there are different differences that the companies look at um in order to pick someone for a position. Yeah. Yes, yes. So i would love to go back to your, your book one more time. Um so yeah. you, you, have, you have the book uh which is good for you know for people who want to create a robust um boardroom, but well, yep. it also comes with a journal. What was the purpose of the of the journal that comes with the book?
1: Journal. So basically as as I cover each chapter at the end of each chapter, uh we throw some ideas and some questions. Mm. And the purpose of the journal is to write those ideas and questions down and really get the reader engaged in actually partaking so if you're looking at building a board, yes. I'm hoping that creates the ideas of who the candidate is. Mm. What kind of a person do I want to bring on board and on the flip side, if you're an executive that's looking to to build a board uh, to join a board then hopefully all the questions and all the things you're going to be writing down in the journal as you're learning are going to bring forth the type of company you want to join. You know, what kind of a mission does the company have to have for me to really want to join them and partake in that mission? You know, what's their vision? What, what are, what are their values and do they match up with my values? Mm. So um, it's just basically to get people to read uh, question some of those things write them down and hopefully at the end of it really figure out what they need to do next
0: mm, uh, that's awesome that's great so one can always have some you know work to do while it in the book also yes absolutely that's that's awesome that's great and, and if you don't have any ideas then you can draw in it <laughs> you should, you should, but it doesn't come with like some some coloring book or some crayons <laughs> maybe I should put something in there for their kids to color <laughs> So um, you're the, you the co-founder and CEO of Botsai, and I would love to know from your experience you know, in this business, what are like some do's and don'ts that you could share with, with me and, some, and with the listeners out there who want to you know, start a business or you know, run an organization or employ people, you know, or the whole stretch of business or be successful generally um, in the market. What are some, some tips?
1: Yeah, so some of the things I would say, if you're looking to start a business, uh, have a plan. I mean, don't, don't just go on a whim and start a business, but really draw it out. Mm -hmm. Um, is this going to be a business that you can sustain and you can bootstrap, you can fund it yourself until it starts making money? Mm -hmm. Or is this going to be a business where you're going to have to go out and get funding? Mm -hmm. Um, is it a business that you want to bring partners into? And if so, who are the partners? Mm -hmm. Um, those are the top level questions that you got to ask yourself before you even start the business. Once you have the plan drawn out and you've decided whether you need partners or whether you need funding, then you obviously need to make the next steps. Uh, I would highly recommend some of those steps would be, um, especially if you don't have any partners is start thinking about maybe reaching out and building your board of advisors, bring a couple <laughs> people on, get yes. some advice, Uh, if you know anybody that's an executive, maybe you can just have a meeting with them just to really guide you along. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that would be my beginning of a business is really figure out, you know, if you're bootstrapping, how long can you sustain it before you make money? If you're not bootstrapping, how are you going to get the money? So, and what are you willing to give up? What percentage of your company are you willing to give up for raising the funding? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, if it's if it's some kind of technology or some kind of a product, uh, make sure you get a patent. Uh, it's important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, it's, you will be able to make profit from it. Yeah, if it
1: becomes <laughs> successful.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I know you could, we could get a book on um, your website, and which is um, corporatematchmakerbook.com, But are there other ways one could, you know, buy the book or order for the book and get it delivered
1: yeah so that's that's one place uh once the book is you can pre-buy the book there mm-hmm. uh, once that book is published it will be on amazon.com okay. uh it will be on walmart and barnes and noble so it will be in major major stores
0: as well so yes so when should we when, when should we expect in it so that we could pick a copy
1: I am hoping it's going to be going to print end of July and it should be ready for distribution in
0: August. In August. Oh, awesome. So we'll be looking forward to um, the book at the end of August. And for now, everyone could go to corporatematchmakerbook.com to pre-order the book already and, you know, have it yeah secured already. The book and the journal together. I think it, it costs be awesome. um, $40 and um, the combination. Yeah. Yes, that will be great. So um, So people out there who are, you know, still um inquisitive or we still have a lot of questions to ask and we love to you know work with you maybe get some counseling from you or get some ways of words of wisdom from you what's the best way of connecting with you or working with you i would say
1: the best way that i find communicating is actually on linkedin Mm -hmm. um If I fall behind my apologies, Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think connecting and sending me a message on LinkedIn is definitely the most direct way to do it. Um, And I'm easy to find, uh, especially on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. just Martin Ravinsky. And I
0: I will pop up wearing a blue suit in the picture, just in case there's another Martin. (laughs) (laughs) To make it easy. I'm going to place the the link to your um, LinkedIn profile um for this episode also to um corporate book matchmaker i'm sorry corporate matchmaker book.com also in the show notes of this episode so it it makes it easier for you to just copy the link or click on the link and yeah get connected with martin that'd be great thank you as a closing remark is there anything you would love to tell me or tell the listeners out there you know who wants to become successful like you are are there like are there like some tips that i've not asked you or we've not talked about
1: uh, I, I want to say, keep smiling. You, you have, you have great energy, good smile. You're positive. Uh, don't stop that. Uh, pick up those books and don't stop learning. Um, but yeah, be, be positive, be outgoing and uplift people. Uh, I would say maybe, the, yeah, maybe actually that's, that's the last thing I can end with. Um, uh, you know, the, the old saying, what goes around comes around. Uh, and I, I just feel like, you know, for there things have happened in my life and I talk about them in the book, I won't bring it up here, but you know, you get beat down, you know, you negative things will happen to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but also good things happen to you. And I think that's part of life. Uh, and in a way for me, that's what makes life great. Right. If, if you just had good things happen to you all the time, you wouldn't even know it's good. You know, it just, it would just be, it would just be, that's it. Yeah. So for me, because, you know, life does have bad things that happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you appreciate the good times that much more and yes. enjoy the good times. Um, but no matter what's going on in your life, I always remind myself that somebody out there, you know, might be in a worse position than you are. Even at my worst, I was like, you know what? there's probably somebody out there that needs more help than I even do right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why no matter how bad, you know, things got or how tough things got or how, you know, some personal things that might happen in, in your life, just love on everybody, smile, uplift people, make them happy. And I think when that's passed around by you, it will come back to the tenfold. And when you do have those moments in life where you're struggling, whatever it may be, Mm-hmm. uh people will gather and they will uplift you back so i i would just you know i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy that that's on stage and says peace love you know i just want to love the world but yeah. yeah love the world love the people uh and uh and it will all come back around that's that's what life's all
0: about that's true thank you so much martin i really appreciate everything i've been able to learn from you and I'm, I'm encouraging everyone out there to pick up the book and read it, pre-order it already and wait maybe till August, till when it's available on Amazon and other platforms too. No, it's, awesome. it's, a good, it's a good read. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.